live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 11 minutes after 8 on this Wednesday morning in 2023. Greg Pancake Kill producing the program. Eric Bilstead, Vince Vetrano here with you until 9 o'clock. I am glad that already on day one of our new uh, legislative session, kicking off with the inauguration and the swearings in and everything like that, that state lawmakers are talking about what to do in Milwaukee about the reckless driving problem. There are a couple of very different ideas about how to handle it, and I'm going to ask you, which one of these state lawmakers is right? Which path should we follow? And I'll fill in the details on that here momentarily. But first, I do want to also tell you that... Jazzed as hell. Yeah, the governor is jazzed as hell, <laughs> jazzed as hell to still be your governor. I'm Tony Evers, and yes, I am jazzed as hell to be sworn in again. <laughs> I hung on Two that hell there that time. Yeah. Hell. And of course, that was from election night. Jazz as hell to tell you that on January 3rd. So yes, he's yes. jazzed as hell. So that's, uh, that's his new, uh, what, do, what do you call it, a catchphrase. Everybody's yeah. got to have a catchphrase. Jazz that's, as hell. That's his new catchphrase. And there was confirmed poking last there night was. at yeah, the There was, yeah, we saw him poking. Yep, yep, poking yes. dancing concurred. Okay, but in all seriousness, after you had the constitutional officers, the statewide elected officials uh, sworn in in that noon ceremony in the rotunda of the state capitol, you had the Senate and the Assembly also swearing in their new membership as they get started on their legislative session. And... At least in the assembly, they are talking about what to do about the reckless driving in the city of Milwaukee. It's not exclusive to Milwaukee, but Milwaukee obviously has the greatest problem with this issue right now. And I think it's a good idea. It's a good thing that the state wants to, I think, honest actors on all sides of this want to help the city with this problem. So I think that's a good thing. We have two very different proposals that are being talked about already on the front end of this legislative session. Let's uh, start with State Representative Lakeisha Myers of Milwaukee. And first of all, she has the cred of being from Milwaukee, right, and saying that she wants to address this issue and also the credibility of actually having a bill that she is proposing. And it would bring 75 red light cameras to the city. And it would also raise fines for people who are repeat reckless drivers. And here's her uh, bit with TMJ4 News on that. I think overwhelming support from our local law enforcement, from our local community, um, and from the people who live in the city of Milwaukee. They have been crying out for some help for some time. Okay, help, yes, indeed. But is the answer these red light cameras? What is a red light camera? These are cameras that are installed at intersections so you don't have to have a police officer a law enforcement official at every intersection in the city they basically will if you run a red light capture your license plate take a photo of it and they send you a ticket in the mail 75 bucks or whatever it might be whatever that is so that's the front end of her proposal she also talks about raising fines but red light cameras i think they've been used controversially in chicago yeah, i don't know some debate do they still have them i know yeah, it was big controversy question. there and a lot of folks didn't like it but what they do is, and some folks didn't like it because they thought, like, man, I, the light was yellow when right. I entered. It's a, and, barely an issue, yet they're getting fined sure, however much. Sure, right. And you have a lot of probably otherwise decent drivers who are saying, well, I got, I got caught in a weird situation. I sped up, and maybe I shouldn't have stopped or whatever. And basically they accused the, the city of this is a revenue generator, whatever. I don't want to get into poking holes in either of these arguments, though, overwhelmingly at this point, because I do want to put the question out there for you, and I'll 
tell you which side I come down on a moment. But that's the rep- uh, representative Lakeisha Myers of Milwaukee. She says red light cameras are part of the solution for Milwaukee's reckless driving problem. Then you have former Common Council member Bob Donovan, who is now newly elected as a state representative. He says <laughs> that ain't that is not the ticket, so to speak. If Milwaukee is serious about this reckless driving situation, they need to put the individuals responsible behind bars. So Alderman Don, or former Alderman Donovan, now State Representative Donovan, he's going to go down a different path in the state legislature saying this is not the answer, the red light cameras. It's doing more about the offenders themselves. And he said he supports an idea that was proposed by Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chisholm, setting a maximum sentence for convicted reckless drivers at five years rather than 18 months. So that way it scares people and the driving safer? Perhaps that deterrent or allows a judge to actually lock Throw, somebody yep, up yep. for, you know, even if they they don't always fill out their whole sentence or whatever. You know, if, if that five years is the max, you could put somebody away for years and... If it's not a deterrent, at least you're taking that person off the streets. So you have two different approaches here, both now in the state legislature. One, red light cameras at intersections. Let's cut down on the number of people. Let's get people to slow down and be more conscious of their driving. The other, this is a matter of bad actors out there who are doing bad, illegal stuff. And what we need to do is catch them and lock them up for longer, if both as a deterrent, but also to take dangerous people off the streets. My question for you is, who's right? Which way do we want to go? Are you with State Representative Lakeisha Myers and her red light cameras? Are you with State Representative Bob Donovan saying we got to lock these folks up and lock them up for longer? Commence primary ignition. Phone lines are now open. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. Which of these state lawmakers do you want to follow down that path to achieving a better driving situation in the city of Milwaukee? We're lining up the phone calls, give Pancake a call. He'd like to talk to you. Already getting texts on this. I come down pretty strongly one side or the other. I'll save that for you because I want to hear from you first. 855-616-1620. Your reactions next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Lit them up this morning, 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News, asking the question. We have two different proposals in the Wisconsin State Legislature on how to deal with Milwaukee's reckless driving issue. Number one, Lakeisha Myers of Milwaukee saying we need red light cameras. She's proposed 75 of them that would basically send you a ticket in the mail if you get caught running a red in the city. The other, Alderman Bob Donovan, former Alderman, now State Representative Bob Donovan, saying, nah, we got to lock people up. We got to lock them up for longer. That's the solution. Focus on the bad actor. I'm asking you which one of these state lawmakers is right on the issue. Here's one from Randy. Hi, Vince. Cameras are a great idea, but let's not stop at red lights. When I lived in Switzerland, you never saw reckless driving, but you did see a lot of red light cameras as well as cameras on the freeway. Seeing a flash in your rearview mirror when you're doing 20 over was always the worst feeling. It it curbed my future speeding habits. There is that. Uh, Here's another one. Vince, red light cameras are a joke. People that are driving through red lights are not going to pay fines, and most of those vehicles don't have license plates anyway. I don't know. Do we know that for sure, that if you run a red light, you don't have a license plate? Well, what are they going to do? Where are they going to send the ticket? 
So if you drive in Milwaukee, just take your license plates off. and well, then you can... <laughs> already been done by a great many. Uh, I come down pretty strongly on one side of this, but I'd love to hear from you. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. 855-616-1620. One more quick one. This one's pretty good. Uh, so my car gets stolen, then I'll get a ticket when the thief runs a red light. <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant idea. That from the 414. Let's go to uh, Bill to start us off this morning. Bill's in Bristol. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. All yeah, right. I, I guess I'd like to see a pro- can, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead, bud. Yeah, I'd like to see a profile of some of the reckless drivers that have already been caught because if they're if they're just um, if they're not criminal, don't have criminal activity in other areas, then I would favor the red light system. But if they have criminal activity in other areas, then I think that, you know, I would favor the jail time. It kind of kind of reminds me of, you know, the gangsters in the 40s. You know, they didn't convict them on, on gun charges and, and murder. They put them in jail because of mail fraud, you know, but this it was the same uh, result. They got them off the streets. Right, yeah, tax evasion or something like that. Find a different way to lock them up. Bill, thank you. I'm just going to get through a number of different calls here as I want a lot of different perspectives on this. Uh, let's talk to uh, Bob. Bob is in Waukesha this morning. Thanks for calling the show, Bob. Uh, good morning, Vince and Eric, and Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's a step in the positive direction that they recognize the severity of the problem. I, I'm not a proponent of either. Uh, what are we going to do? We, get, we Are we going to build more prisons for people that run red lights, uh, number one? Number two, in most states... I'm I'm kind of guessing at this juncture, but in most states, in order to secure a conviction in traffic court, a, a driver has to be identified, not a tag number, not a vehicle description, a driver. Yes, that was the driver that ran the red light. Uh, and I'm not sure we're prepared to do that. Uh, and, and, and lastly, I'm just going to make this suggestion in many law enforcement uh, environments, they take the old marked police cars that are out of use and park them. Sometimes they even put dummies in them. Uh, I'm not talking about people that graduate from the police academy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Bob's former law enforcement. He can do that. Yeah. <laughs> he can make that joke. I, I can, yeah. But, but a, a, as a deterrent. So that's another option. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks so much. And uh, again, Happy New Year. Uh, we have seen that. Uh, you know, I remember when uh, Sheriff David Clark put some uh, out of service Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office squads on the freeway and actually had had like a mannequin or something in there. So there is there is some precedent for that. Here's one from the 920. How are red light cameras going to stop the reckless driving? All red light cameras are going to do is ticket a normally careful driver if they make a mistake. I don't, why, why do we always assume that anyone who gets caught with a, a red light camera is just a nice law-abiding driver who made a mistake? Well, you know, not, some, some of us do red, red lights. You know, yes. Some of us do do that while we head to work. I'm, I'm just saying it happens. Fair enough. The Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Number is 855-616-1620. Lots more people calling in on this. Uh, let me get to one more before the break. Here's uh, Mike. Morning, Mike. Thanks for calling the show. Morning. So what do you think? Uh, red light cameras or lock them up? I say lock them up, but my purpose of my call was to tell you about a recent incident I had 
and the lack of support by everybody involved who keeps asking us to be vigilant citizens. I'm on 894, and I call 911 because of a terrible, reckless driver who I think probably was also a drunk driver. And I spent 26 minutes on 911 with Milwaukee County and then Milwaukee Police as the gentleman finally ended up at Potawatomi Casino. I gave them a vehicle description, license plate number, description of the driver, description of the passenger, and all they told me was, well, we'll turn it over to security at Potawatomi. Never saw a squad car, 26 minutes on 911, sent a letter to the mayor, Alderman Bauman, the sheriff, Milwaukee police, I got one response, and that was from an aide to the mayor saying, oh, thanks for, you know, being vigilant, and we'll, you know, see what happens. Nobody came, not one policeman, on a 26-minute call down the freeways of Milwaukee with a reckless driver. He had at least, conservatively, at least almost 12 accidents where people were driving defensively and got out of his way and let him drive on the shoulder, let him change lanes, let him drive in two lanes. Not one single police officer. But yeah, thank- they want us to help. I appreciate that, Mike. That's that that is frustrating. And right, the message from from the mayor to uh, police on down is: we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. And here's a guy who's all right. I'll help. I raise my hand. I'll make that call. And to not see that call answered to any satisfaction is frustrating. Got a lot of calls on the line on this and a couple more texts. Let me take a quick break here. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Robust conversation this morning on the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. We've been asking which legislative solution carries more weight with you. The proposal from State Representative Lakeisha Myers of Milwaukee, red light cameras installed in the city, try and curb reckless driving. All are, I keep calling him Alderman Bob Donovan. He's been Alderman Bob Donovan for 9,000 years. State Rep. State Representative Bob Donovan saying, nah, got to lock them up, got to lock up, lock them up more often and lock them up for longer, this is a behavior issue. A couple of texts were seeing those cameras aren't going to fix anything. Start locking people up. Here's another one. In one scenario, you're making revenue when fines are paid, and the other scenario, you're paying money to incarcerate people. I'll go with making money. <laughs> and then this one uh, from the 414. Bring on 1984. Cameras everywhere. Drones patrolling the skies. Expansion of ShotSpotter. I'm all for it. All right. One more phone call on this, and then I'll let you know where I come down. Uh, uh, Jeff is with us from uh, Fox Point. Morning, Jeff. Hi, Vincent Eric. Thanks for putting me on. I actually agree with both of them. I don't know why this has to be a binary thing. I think that locking people up will address uh, the people who you hear about on the news who are actually killing people and just have like actual patterns of doing that. And then I think that the red light cameras and the fines will help with the smaller incidents that I see more and more of every day. Uh, thanks, Jeff. That actually sets us up pretty nicely here. I, and, and it doesn't have to, to his point, it doesn't have to be an either or. That's how I posed the question this morning. But surely you could do both of these yes. things, right? Yes. My issue with the red light cameras is if you're... If your goal is to stop the reckless driving epidemic, the reckless driving that plagues the city of Milwaukee is not Eric not paying attention, going seven over, and 
hitting a yellow that turns to red. It's not most of you driving around there largely following the law and being a bit distracted. That is a problem. And if you break the law, okay, fine. Send me a ticket and whatever and pay it. The reckless driving that is causing carnage on our street, the driving that shows cars exploding into pieces on business owners' front walks or going up on the curve and taking out a poor person just waiting for the bus and killing him. That's not reckless driving that will be deterred by red light cameras. These folks who are doing that already don't care. And you can send them, heck, they go to court, you can arrest them, and they go back out time and time and time again. So send them as many tickets as you want in the mail. They're not going to pay the fines, and they're going to keep driving. What's more is we also have a stolen car epidemic in Milwaukee. More than 10,000 vehicles are stolen in this city I mean, that's how many a day on an annual basis. You know what's going to happen? Every one of those people who've now had their their car stolen in Milwaukee, now they're going to get 30 tickets in the mail for the city of Milwaukee and have to go to court and try and untangle that mess because those are the folks who are driving recklessly to the point that it's causing carnage on the streets. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that won't solve this problem. 8.33 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's morning news on this Wednesday morning. This is a golf story, but it's not really about golf. So if you're not into golf, just stick with us. One of the most exclusive invitations in the world is that to play in the Masters Golf Tournament at Augusta National. We got all of that. The crowd is standing on its feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd. Going wild. Bill Murray and Caddyshack. I, I think maybe more than any other golf event... People who aren't so much into golf still watch the Masters. Maybe a Sunday at the Masters, maybe they peek in, right? So even if you're not like a golf guy like me, you check in every week. Folks maybe get a taste of the Masters. Gorgeous setting. Yes. The tradition. A tournament, a club, a grounds known for absolute perfection. I mean, they they go to such great detail that even the wrappers on the concessions are green because they don't want... if. If there were a piece of litter to escape, they don't want it <laughs> legit. They don't okay. want it to appear bad I on television. Respect that. All right. They rake the pine straw underneath the thing. Like everything is perfect about the Masters. Thus, this story is so much more amazing. How a mistake of this magnitude was made. Scott Stallings knew by the virtue of his status and finish on the PGA Tour in 2022 that he had qualified for the Masters. So he knew that. There are a number of different ways you qualify to enter. Okay. And he knew because of, uh, I think it was a one of the top finishes at one of the playoff events. Not important, but he, he knew he was going to be playing in the Masters the next year. But he still had not received his actual invitation. So you get an invite, like an actual physical they thing? They send you a, a beautiful presentation in the mail that is a wow. formal okay. invitation for you to take place in this tournament that is the Masters, okay? It's a written invite, and it's FedEx directly to the invitees. Now, if you're like Tiger Woods, you're Rory McIlroy, not that it's not special, but you got a house full of trophies, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you're not waiting by the door, yeah. this checking the mailbox. This came from you from Augusta? Yeah, I just put it, I'll get to it when I get to the mail, <laughs> you know, whatever, I'm busy in here. 
Okay, but if you're Scott Stallings, who is on a comeback of sorts, he's been around, but he's certainly not a top-tier golf name that probably a lot of folks know, um, getting that invite is a huge deal. Okay, right? okay. Very, very special. Well, Scott Stallings did get that master's invitation recently, except he wasn't that Scott Stallings. Okay, Scott, why are we at the UPS store? Because I'm having to send my invitation to play at the Masters back to the other Scott Stallings. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I tried. I'm sorry. That's okay. I think that's his wife who's with us, and he posted that to social media there. That is Scott Stallings of Georgia, the real estate agent, not <laughs> Scott Stallings, the three-time winner on the PGA Tour, and I the guy see. set to play in the Masters. Oops. So Scott Stallings, number one who is the real estate agent in this story, reached out on social media to Scott Stallings, number two, the PGA golfer, and said, quote, I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through 9th, 2023. I love he puts the date in there. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who knows? He could be a golfer. He is. In fact, he even added in his message to Stallings, number two, I play But wow. (laughs) So real Scott Stallings is getting the package. I think it's actually been delivered. He put it in in the UPS and sent it on over. CBS Sports reporting that Stallings, the PGA player, is planning to take care of Stallings, the real estate agent. Here's his quote from CBS. We're going to give him some practice round tickets and take him to dinner on Monday night for doing the right thing, Stallings said. Practice round tickets. Well, Hmm. I mean... You can't make it to Thursday at least. Yeah, come on, Stallings, right? Can't give up, <laughs> give up a couple of Thursdays. Come well, on. Okay, in Stallings' defense, A, not his mistake. <laughs> That's true. And B, has been fighting his way back into prominence on the PGA Tour. I think this would be his second Masters. So probably there's mom and dad and cousin, you know, brothers and other people to take care sure, of. Sure, sure. With the allotment of tickets that he gets. So nice that he's doing anything for this guy. Can you guy. imagine being that guy? Like, you're. You want to get back to the Masters? You're probably checking the mailbox every day. He was. He said he was, Eric. I kept checking. Like, I know <laughs> I mean, this I is know. the time. Is he running the rundown again, the requirements? I think I made it. If right? it's me, I'm doing I'm like, I'm. wait, no, I was supposed to. Did they change right? something? Did I not right. know they changed something? Like, you just want to hold it in your hand to make it real. And for days, it wasn't coming. And then this guy reaches out to him on social media. Stallings had also said, the golfer, like, now, I was pretty sure this was legit. Like, you had a picture of it and everything. It looked real, right? So Stallings Golfer is going to take care of him. I think the Masters needs to take care of this guy, too. I mean, put him on the first tee on yeah, Thursday. Come on. come on. He should be right there, and they should take care of that. He should have just went with the invitation. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> he showed up with his... He's got a caddy for me. He's got, like, 17 clubs in his bag, not even the right... <laughs> Even regulation number. Wearing shorts. Shows up with his brother-in-law as his caddy. He's like, yeah, where do I get one of them white suits to caddy here? Right? Shows up for his practice round. He's on the thing. That's a movie right there, Jerry. Well, so we laugh about it, and it's funny, and it's going to end well and okay. I promise you, I saw one of the social media posts from folks in the know in the golf industry, and they're like, yeah, this is funny and whatever, but to my earlier point about Augusta and the Masters and the level of perfection that they demand. Somebody is not having a good day. Oh, yeah. Super embarrassing. <laughs> Over there in Augusta, Georgia. Absolutely. Right. Who is in charge of invites this year? Jerry? 
<laughs> hey, what? Scott Stallings. How many um, Scott Stallings um, are there? I just Googled it. It turns out, too, there are a number of other similarities, including they both have, the both of their wives have, or Jenny or whatever. So Scott Stallings, wife Jenny. Why? Don't you have, doesn't the tour have a current You'd address think of these guys? they have a directory. They send those out at my kid's school. They don't send it out for the PGA. Yeah, Here's right. a directory of all the players. The old joke, like my college knows my address all the time to send me the fundraising <laughs> right, letters, yes. right? You couldn't get that right there in Augusta. So nonetheless, I hope this story isn't done. I want Stallings, number one, to get a little more from the Masters. 845 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> Eight forty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. You were talking about this selfie situation at Pele's funeral, yes. and we actually got an interesting text on it that uh, we'll read to you in a moment. But set it up first, E. This was uh, the president of FIFA was involved in this yes. scandal. So, if you did not know, Pele passed away recently. The soccer phenom, the soccer icon, right? He's the Messi of our like yes. when we were kids, times right? two probably, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, they had this very large public uh, funeral for him just because he's so beloved down there in Brazil. And the FIFA president <laughs> is being criticized because there's a picture of him taking a selfie with some of Pele's former teammates. So it's at the funeral. Okay. They're taking a selfie. Okay. Here's the thing. Already kind of, yeah, I'm a little uneasy about it already. In the foreground of the Reuters picture, so not in his selfie shot, but okay. in the foreground of them taking this selfie is the casket where you can see Pele's body. <laughs> <laughs> so within okay. feet of his casket, you see the FIFA president mugging, eh, taking a picture with his camera. So... When you first told me about this story, I thought they were taking a fel- selfie with Pele. <laughs> Their arm <laughs> like, around him. Like, well, <laughs> no. Pro- that's con- you, if I told you that happened, you'd believe it, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right nowadays now? I believe anything. Yes. So that wasn't it. So no. So, But the, the controversy is they were really close. Was it respectful to even be doing that? So close to... Right. And he's been criticized by some, but others say, what? no, this was a public event. There, Surely there were others who took pictures as well. It just kind of looks awkward given... I'm looking at the picture. You can see Pele in the casket there. His daughter is greeting supporters, and there they are in the background taking a selfie. So yeah, <laughs> it's right there. But it got us talking because I remember distinctly when my great aunt, who has uh, passed away, uh, died at the great age of 104... When she was in her 20s, I saw an old photo of her with her siblings at a funeral where they were posing in front of a casket in front of a church. And I felt like, I'm like, I think that was normal. In front of the casket, really? Yeah, like we're in the casket. This particular photo that I recall was closed, the casket. But like that was a normal thing. Yeah, I've just always thought like, uh, at least I've never seen any. Yeah, you put the cameras away generally at the funeral. So here's a text from the 414. My mom's family has taken pictures of the dead in their casket. We have a full album of pictures. I have not heard that before. (laughs) So here's my favorite part. So you texted back to this person. You said, wow, that's interesting. I suppose if that's what family's comfortable with, all good for them. Your family, your event, if that's what you all want to do, right? So they texted back, I'm not continuing this. My mother has since passed, and I don't know what to do with that photo album. Oh, keep it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> photo album of all these dead casket bodies. And, People in the oh. hmm. But that's not the only one. We got another one here. 
Hey guys, it's creepy by today's standards, but in old family photo albums, there are pictures from as recent as the 70s of relatives posing next to open caskets as family funerals. Probably not as weird as we all think. I guess. And and again, whatever your family tradition is, whatever your culture, you know, cool. It's it's what you're comfortable with. Funerals are for the living, not the dead, right? Sure. So it's for, for us to, to mourn and pay respects in our way. So if, if that's cool with everybody, could do what you do. I don't care. I do feel like this goalpost is moving, though. I feel like the lines are blurring, though, on when a selfie is appropriate. Like, I, I feel like it's in our lifetime, if not in the next two years. <laughs> <It'll> <laughs> no be, doubt. It'll be, it doesn't matter. No holds bars. I can take him at a funeral with a casket, without a casket, whatever it happens. My rule of thumb on that is the same as it is for many things in life. If you have to ask... <laughs> then probably the answer is no. 8.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight fifty seven on Wisconsin's morning news. Eric's now asking for pictures. <laughs> yeah. Eric wants if you have pictures of the dead in a casket for you to text. I'm not them looking in. for like weekend and Bernie's type of stuff. I'm just saying that like it obviously <laughs> this is obviously a thing. Here's people. Okay. People Here's seem Uncle to know Richard, 1972. Right? <laughs> Took a few last pics with him out <laughs> on the porch. Put a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> We're getting all kinds of texts from people saying that, yeah, this is normal. That, that you we you heard of that? People taking photos with... Yes. You have. I think it's weird, but I have heard and of it. And it's old, Here, right? Like, not one. anymore. There's a lot of posing that goes on, too, which is really creepy. Here's Steve. Here's one. I'm Italian, and 100%, my cousin asked me to take photos in front of the open casket of my uncle. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, I pulled a Copperfield and disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's like, wow. I'm out on that. Creative writer. Did you say it was your, your nephews who were doing it once? or No, I uh, I knew somebody. I had a former oh, yeah. neighbor who had uh, some nephews who took a, I mean, tragic story. They lost their father in a car accident, and they took photos with their phones of their dad in the casket. And my the guy who was telling me this, he he wasn't sure how to oh, process I see. that. It was, was their kinda, dad. Yeah, and he was like. I thought it was just like some random oh, cousins no, were no, running no, no, around no. just being inappropriate. Right, right. And it was at that strange moment. I mean, obviously, they're going yeah. through a lot at that yeah, moment. Sure. And he wasn't sure how to react to someone taking a photo with their phone like that. What was your prompt to discuss this? Uh? Well, so the president of FIFA <laughs> is being criticized because he took a selfie at Pele's uh, funeral. Mm-hmm. Not with Pele. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Right. But it was near but, Pele. But there are pictures right. of Pele's open casket where you can see the FIFA president taking the yes. selfie. Now, the Pope was laid out this past week. I wonder if people were doing that. Right, also not okay. No, right. no, it's, I think it's weird. I would right. never do that. But I'm not a fan of those kind of displays anyway. The I'm selfies. more of a closed casket. Oh, all right. Privates, not public. Are you going to be one of these guys that plans your own funeral? Um, some of it's in my in my will. Yeah. So yeah. Like what what you want? You yes. To say? Yes. I just told very them, quiet, very subdued. I just told them, I'm not here anyway. You guys do what you want, but also don't do anything on my behalf. Like I have I have no wishes for that. I'm gone. You don't want to ce- celebrate? I don't care where you party. Put me. Do what you want. Well, you know what I want? I want no one to come to my funeral who doesn't want to be there. Who'd rather be golfing? The best way to handle <laughs> this is that's Go true. Golfing. That is true. Go golfing right? on a nice day. My, my friend Bob Johnson was long, long since passed. He um, he had a pre-death party ten years before he died. Awesome. It, he had a casket. <laughs> he brought the casket. He had. He he, the always, he okay. paid for everything and just said, we're going to have a hell of a time. He was probably in his 80s by then. Was yeah. there a eulogy? I don't remember. I don't think so. It was just a good time. Yeah. There was like hundreds of people at it this thing. sounds like a birthday party. Except there was a casket there. <laughs> right. It was amazing. I bet. That's Did he tell me he got in it? Did he get in the casket? 
I think he did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. That's the kind of guy he was, Bob Johnson, famous it, guy. It would look something like this. <laughs> 9 o'clock, Steve Scafidi's next on WTMJ.